So here we are. I have to tell you, I love spring. It is a great time of year. And I just noticed, I always wait for when you're looking outside and everything is gray and the yards are kind of brown. And then one day you just wake up and everything is green and everything is flowering. And I know not only by all the color, but because my eyes are swollen, my daughter is sneezing, she and I kind of go through it together, my 12-year-old. And I'm sure a lot of your kids or you yourself have allergies. Mommy! It's the MomCast. Really, Mom? Mommy! Mom! You are listening. MomCast! The MomCast. We're going to get some relief for you because we need it. Um, So I'm very excited to have with us this week on MomCast to kind of sort things out and and give us some good information. Dr. Summit Shaw from Premier Allergy here in Central Ohio, where we are based with our podcast, MomCast, but good information for you as well. Dr. Shaw, thank you for being here. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You know, I know a lot of people feel the same way I do. We love the flowers. All the trees that flower are so gorgeous. All the spring flowers. And yet every year... I'm miserable. Absolutely. My daughter's miserable. Right. Um, it can be a very miserable time sure, for us. Sure. And I and I just saw that Ohio is one of the worst states. Yeah, we are um we're pretty bad, you know. So springtime is kind of notorious across the country and of course spring falls at different times depending on what part of the country you live in. But in Ohio, right around that March time is when we see the trees start blooming. Um, And the reason Ohio is particularly bad, Ohio, Indiana, we're in um, what's called the tree belt. Um, So we have many trees and different species of trees. Uh, And so in the springtime, when the weather gets warm, that's when trees tend to bloom and pollinate. Um, And so they um, have, you know, microscopic pollen that goes in the air um, and, you know, travels far and miles and miles away. But also people can breathe that in and cause all the nasty problems that you're talking about. I have to say, I've actually like scraped it off of my oh, windshield. Yeah, it's that bad, yeah, oh, isn't yeah. it? You can even see sometimes if you do like a, you know, um, on the news when they have like the cams, you can see like a yellow haze across Columbus or, you know, central Ohio just because of all the pollen in the air. I, I have to say, as you're talking to me, my eyes are <laughs> <laughs> oh, It's no. psychosomatic. No, I already have those issues. And yeah. my eyes, they, they're like, I've noticed that for about a month now. They're just like clouded over there oh, heavily no. just just swollen yeah. on the top of my lids yeah and i'm sure this as you said very busy season for you yeah um so is it about march when we start or do people i mean so yeah so you know there's two types of kind of when you talk about uh, hay fever which is like the itchy sneezy runny eyes nose sneezing post nasal drainage sore throat all those symptoms um, can be year long if you have allergies to year round allergens so those culprits would be like dog dander cat dander dust mite mold um, those are year-round allergies. Okay. And then in the spring and the fall, we see a, a big uptake of tree pollen in the springtime and then weed pollen in the fall time. So depending on when your symptoms bother you the most, it can kind of help, help can narrow down you know, what your culprits could be. And I have a question about that. Can yeah. you be allergic to, say, dog or something that's that's there all yeah. season, and then also absolutely. I mean, I mean, uh, there in our family, I feel like we've got every single yeah. season and every yeah. allergy. Yeah, there is. yeah. I mean, most people are uh, what's called polysensitized. So monosensitized means you're only allergic to one thing. Uh, most of the patients that come into our clinic, they're what's called polysensitized. They're allergic to multiple um, different allergens. Usually, if you have the gene um, that causes allergies or asthma. 
um, you're going to have, unfortunately, allergies to, you know, different different uh, culprits. And that's interesting because I never had allergies. Okay. <laughs> until I was about 30, I'm okay. guessing. Okay, okay, yeah. And then... It just hit me, well, and, and that, I, I didn't know what hit. That's what I was going to ask. Can you develop yeah. allergies? Because I feel like I was was great until just mm-hmm. about last fall, yeah. and I, it's kind of stuck with me for the past several months. Yeah, you can develop allergies anytime. You know, if the th- um, sometimes when you dig a little bit deeper, you can find out that kids had eczema as a child or asthma as a child. Those, you know, those kind of um, work synonymously with allergies. So people that have allergies, eczema, asthma, food allergies, those ten four diseases tend to go together. So if you kind of dig a little bit more you might have your parents might tell you oh yeah you did have a little bit of mild asthma as a kid or eczema or one of your parents might have allergies or hay fever um, but usually so there's usually a genetic predisposition to it but uh, it can develop at any time oftentimes when people move to new areas they you know might be fine the first couple of years because they're not allergic to it initially your body needs to see an allergen for a certain period of time before you can come mm. alert become allergic to it that's why the first time you get stung by a bee, you can never have an allergic reaction to it because your body needs to see that protein developed an allergy to it. And then the second time you get stung is when you can actually have an allergy to it. Oh, wow. So that's why when you move to a new city, oftentimes people say, oh, I moved to Arizona, I moved to Hawaii. Even though I had really bad allergies, when I first got there, I was fine. But after a year or two, then they start developing allergies to the you know to the well, trees and there. And that makes sense because this is about the going into the second year that I've moved into that our, our new house. Yeah. So oh, maybe right. there's something that in, in our yard or yeah, in the absolutely. house that's getting yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, could uh, be. Well, we have to move. And the, and you said that because I, looking back, I did have some of those things that okay. weren't as bothersome. As a child, and, right. and now they just have exploded. Yeah, like. yeah. What most people come to us for, of course, you know, we treat um, food allergies, which can be very serious. We treat asthma, um, that, you know, also can be very serious, eczema, skin problems. But the main thing people come to us is what's called allergic rhinitis and allergic conjunctivitis, which in layman's terms is hay fever. You know, the terrible springtime, fall time, the eyes itching, sinus infections, mm-hmm. can't concentrate at meetings because I've drainage down the back of my throat. Kids can't play soccer because, you know, they're just wheezing and coughing and um, congested. A lot of um, kids will uh, have trouble sleeping at night uh, because they're, na- you know, they have so much nasal congestion right, from right. the pollen in their nose. So now they're waking up tired in the morning, can't concentrate at school. So we see a whole gamut of complaints and, and, and symptoms. But, um, you know, the hay fever is the most troublesome. How you, um, av- avoidance. I sure. mean, that's one thing, but it's, it seems like it's hard to Very avoid, difficult. especially like seasonal things yeah, you're to right. avoid those. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, we have some tips, um, for example, in the springtime, if you know you have um, springtime allergies, to try to stay indoors as much as possible, especially in the late morning hours and early afternoon when the pollen tends to peak. Um, or use the air conditioning when you're, you know, when you're indoors as much as you can. Keep the windows closed. We also recommend at the end of the evening um, jumping in the shower to get all the pollen off your body and, uh, you know, um, off your skin. Um, so those are some kind of basic tips. But those are for people that have mild allergies. You know, if you have bad allergies, that's probably not going to be enough to keep you symptom free. But it's just one extra step, you know, a couple extra steps you can take. Well, let's talk about medication options because often you just run to the store and grab something. Is that Yeah. And those are usually fine. If you have mild symptoms or even moderate symptoms, but they only last for, let's say, five days or 10 days in the peak season, then taking those over-the-counter medications like, you know, the Benadryls, the Claritins, Allegra, Zyrtex, the antihistamine class, basically, is pretty safe. Um, You know, you can't really overdose on them. Um, They have minimal side effects. They can make 
make you a little bit sleepy the next day. So you have to be careful with that and with driving, but generally very safe to take. So if your symptoms are just for a short period of time, those are, those are just fine. Um, then after that, you have some, what used to be prescription medicines that are now available over the counter, like the nasal sprays, like Flonase, Nasonex. You see the commercials for them mm-hmm. on TV all the time. Uh, and those are steroid nasal sprays. So you definitely want to consult with your doctor or an allergist, but they're also very, very safe. They can be used for both nasal congestion and for the eyes as well. So those are most of the medications that are available over the counter for patients and, and can be effective for, for mild symptoms. Now, is there something different that if they... <sighs> Make of an appointment. Let's yeah, say they come sure. to you, yeah. Doctor Shaw yeah. at Premier Allergy. What what might they do? What might so you then do? you know? So for the first thing we do uh, usually when a patient comes is take a thorough history to find out you know is this truly allergies? Uh, what that in- incorporates is a thorough history, a physical exam to take a look at their nose, back of their throat ears. Um, and then also um, what we do, we oftentimes offer skin testing to patients. So uh, what the skin testing does, you can do it on the back of your <laughs> back, on your back or on your arm um, and we can find out what someone is allergic to. Um, so the way we do that is we take different drops of different pollens and allergens and we put them on the back and, and then using um, a small lancet that's not a needle, we um, kind of prick the back. And then based on the reaction, we can kind of figure out what a patient is allergic to. Um, and that helps us tremendously because no, we always tell our patients knowing is half the battle. Once you know what you're allergic to, then we can kind of customize a tailored plan for that patient, whether that's with over-the-counter medications, uh, prescription medications. So we have uh, more in our arsenal for uh, that are prescriptions that your doc, family doctor or your allergist can prescribe for you. And then lastly, um, allergy shots as an option as well. That's what we did with my son has a peanut allergy. Yeah. So he, they did this little prick thing on his yeah, back to, yeah, to confirm that. Do you yep. guys do food allergy testing? Yep, yep, there absolutely. Food allergies, um, you know, is obviously very near dear into our heart. Mm, yeah. um, d- you know, up till now for food allergies, you had testing and then you just would avoid those foods. <laughs> right. And then, you you know, you give the patient an EpiPen and counsel mm-hmm, about yeah. label reading and all that kind of stuff. Um, we recently... Um, have an allergist that we recruited from University of Cincinnati, Dr. Andy Dang, and he started doing oral immunotherapy. So basically, we can actually take patients and make them unallergic to foods, to peanuts. Wow. Yeah, it's wow. really exciting. That. Yeah. Because yeah. That's, that's the biggest fear for us parents who have, especially young people, a, an accidental sure. yeah, exposure. Ingestion. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And most, uh, most exposures are accidental, sure. right? If you know your kid has a peanut you're allergy, you're not going to walk it. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so at a restaurant or something. So a lot of parents, you know, initially when they get diagnosed, with a peanut allergy or food allergy, you know, they are okay with the avoidance measures and, and the EpiPen. But after a while, as especially as the child starts going to school and mm-hmm. trading lunches play dates, and yeah. play dates uh-huh. and teenagers start, you know, kissing and all that kind of stuff, it, well, uh, they're, uh, they're afraid about, you know, accidental exposures. And that's when a lot of patients come back and say, hey, we want to learn more about this oral immunotherapy. So the same way allergy shots work, where we can actually make people unallergic to these pollens and and danders and stuff we're talking about, we can actually make people unallergic or tolerant to peanut by That's giving hopeful. them increasing amounts of peanut. Yeah, it's really exciting. So but cool. definitely, th- that takes an expert to do, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You definitely want to make sure you're under, you know, uh, with cool. a board-certified yeah. allergist. And um, and now they're even doing research with patches. So like a peanut patch that you can wear oh. that pulses <laughs> a little bit of peanut, increasing amounts huh. of peanut into your, you know, skin, into your bloodstream. This is like to- a cigarette patch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's there's definitely a lot of new exciting things going on in the allergy and asthma care. I wanted to ask you, and, and not being negative either, because yeah. I'm just curious about it. When I first started having issues with allergies, 
saw my family doctor sure. and they, oh, you don't need to do the testing. <laughs> we'll just give you this. Yeah, right, right, I right. I mean, and, yeah. and, and I'm sure that's, I'm, I'm not right, putting sure, any sure. fingers. No, no, is absolutely. There, I mean, I'm sure there's a difference, Yeah, I think. Right? Yeah, I think the idea is we want to be able to customize your care. So, for example, patients will come in and they'll have like year-round symptoms and then just be a little bit worse in the spring and the fall. So really, they think they're, they're allergic to spring and the fall. But when we do their skin testing, we find out that they might have a dust mite allergy. So like dust mite are microscopic creatures that are found in our mattresses and pillows and couches. Everybody has them. They're not having anything to do with how clean your house is, uh, but they feed off of our dead skin. So then we sometimes just make simple interventions like have them get a dust mite cover for their pillow or for their mattress. Um, and now their symptoms are better year round. They're not waking up congested, you know, with phlegm mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And then in the spring and the fall, now they're seasonal allergies are also much better controlled because they got rid of one of their major underlying triggers, you know? So it is important to get tested um, because then you can uh, kind of customize a plan that might work a little bit better for you. Right, because you kind of hit and miss if you're just exactly exactly uh, an over-the-counter medicine at some point. Correct, correct. Yeah, that can happen. When do you decide to see an allergist, in other words? So yeah, I mean, I went to my doctor <clears throat> yeah, and, sure. you know, oh, well, we can take care of right, it. Right, right, right. So, you know, if your symptoms are persistent, so if your symptoms are lasting for several weeks in the season, um, if you've got a recent diagnosis of a food allergy mm-hmm. or asthma, for example, you know, those are diagnoses where you might want to see a specialist um, to kind of a little bit more, you know, because with advances in medicine, no matter what field you're in, whether it's cardiology or allergy or oncology, there's so many new novel therapies coming out and different approaches. Um, and, you know, family practice and in, uh, primary care doctors and pediatricians are great. I love mine, super smart. But, um, you know, that m- we might be able to do something that's a little bit more tailored for each patient when you go see an allergist. So, yeah, if you see your symptoms lasting or if the medications, over-the-counter medications or the medicines that your primary care doctor is, you know, giving you isn't doing the trick, that's when you may want to ask them about a referral or, you know, come see a specialist uh, mm-hmm. like an allergist. Let's talk about the allergy shots. Yeah. Um, are those uh, covered? In other words, if people really need them, yeah. is that insurance? Absolutely. So allergy shots um, have been around for over 100 years. Um, they're FDA approved. They work. Um, they're effective. So the way allergy shots work is once we actually figure out what a patient is allergic to. So let's say we know they're beech tree pollen and elm tree and a couple grass pollens and let's say dog. So then, um, you know, we talk to them about avoidance measures, medications. Most of the time when the patients come to us, by the time they've exhausted those options, usually, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, with their with their primary care doctor, right. over-the-counter medicine. So then we talk about allergy shots. So the way allergy shots work are we customize a, a liquid with those pollens, and um, we actually can make somebody unallergic to the things that they're allergic to by giving them increasing concentrations of those pollens that they're allergic to. Mm-hmm. So we can't start with a full, you know, full dose right away because that patient will have an allergic reaction to it, anaphylactic, and be very dangerous. So what we do is we dilute it down several concentrations, and then every week a patient will come in and get an allergy shot in the back of their arm. It's a very small shot. It's not like getting, you know, like a vaccine at your mm-hmm. uh, doctor's office. And we increase the concentration over time so their body build up antibodies or immunity towards that pollen. And then after a while, they may not be allergic to that pollen anymore or that dog dander or cat dander wow. or, or dust mite or what, what it could be. So, um, you know, there's a lot of, again, novel things coming out with that as well. Um, used to be with allergy shots, you had to be on them for 5, 10, 15 years. 
Nowadays, there's accelerated treatments like cluster immunotherapy and rush immunotherapy that we can offer where we can come in and sometimes over an eight-week period or 10-week period, we can build the patient up so they're getting symptom relief really soon. Um, and then, you know, allergy shots, the nice thing is, like you said, they're covered by insurance companies. They're safe. Um, and once you're on allergy shots, you're not on them for the rest of your life. You're on them for a finite period of time, and then you come off of them, and your immune system has been trained to make antibodies to fight those pollens, so now you're no longer allergic. Yeah, it yeah. It's a lot simpler mm-hmm. than yeah, living yeah. on over-the-counter. Right, right. And, and and there's no medicines going into it. It's just the pollen, so it's mm-hmm. natural. Mm-hmm. There's no drugs, and you know, so it's just building up your body's immunity towards it. So it's very like effective. That. Yeah. It reminds me of, isn't there like an Indiana Jones where he... <laughs> The, you know, the yeah. snake poison, yeah. right, he right. treats himself with right. snake poison over a period of time, that's so right. he's immune to the, uh, to, to oh, the man, venom. that's funny. <laughs> now, now, before we finish, I want to talk about, because I heard what you said, cause, and Greg can yeah. vouch for this, yeah. skin. Mm-hmm. Um, I was covered yeah. in what I thought were hives for like weeks, okay. weeks and weeks and weeks, sure. and I was just using over-the-counter right. stuff. Yep. Yep. and. Is that an allergy? So it re- you know really depends. I mean, depends. can allergies de- cause those sorts of things? Yeah, I mean, allergies um, you know affect all different body systems, right? So people can have uh, reactions in their GI tract, in their stomach, and like you said, in their you know uh, ENT, like their nose, throat, eyes, skin. Absolutely, the skin is our largest organ, right? So if your skin is getting um, exposed to different pollens or mold spores, let's say in a house, the old house that you live in, or cat and dog dander, you are certainly can develop itchy skin. Uh, food allergies can manifest with skin issues as well. Um, itchy skin, eczematous skin. Um, and then, like you said, hives, very, very annoying. Um, you know, we have a lot of patients that we see with hives. Sometimes those are allergic triggered. Sometimes they can be uh, after like a cold or a virus, especially in kids. Um, we see a lot of pediatric patients that are, you know, in between the ages of three and 10 after they've had a bad virus or something like that, their immune system kind of goes into overdrive. And then their immune system, in addition to attacking that virus, starts attacking their own mast cells in their body. Those are the cells that release histamine. And those cells can cause people to get hives. So oftentimes is not an allergic reaction, actually. It's an allergic reaction, but it's not caused by an allergy. It's caused by something else going on in your immune system. So um, that's definitely a time when you want to go see an allergist as well to make to kind of help differentiate. Um, you can work with your, again, a dermatologist or an allergist if you're having skin issues, particularly if it's itchy. If it's itchy and it's a rash, then that oftentimes is allergy. If it's um, not itchy and a rash, then it's usually more of a, der- a dermatology issue. Okay, because yeah. I, I guess I never thought about that other than like if I touched a certain thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I you know went through all the litany of yeah. what I was using, oh, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, so that would be a good tip for people. Absolutely. If yeah. if you have chronic hives yeah. or some sort of skin situation allergist as yeah. well. Many people don't think that. Yeah. There's a something called contact dermatitis. So if you wear nickel, like belt buckles or, you know, like the uh, fake, have that fake yeah. earrings <laughs> and things like that, yeah. you'll start getting itchy and redness at that site. Nickel is the most common uh, cause, but there's a lot of other ones that are found in cosmetic products, shampoos, metals, chemicals that we use. So we can actually test for those as well. Uh, the testing is a little bit different for that, but um, that's that's something that you know uh, we see a lot of patients for. You as know, well. I always use that and told my husband he had to buy me the really expensive. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's your it excuse. can't be any of that nickel that's in right. it. Yeah, because I will just break out. My finger would actually 
have a big ring of <laughs> right, right, right. It really did. Yeah, so yeah. I always kind of joked about you got to get me the really uh, the good real stuff. stuff. Make sure the gold is. They don't mix it with anything or the no cubic zirconia yeah, either. Exactly. Right? <laughs> well, no, because that would be a different allergy. <laughs> She's funny. allergic to cheap jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys cover that? You probably don't. Probably not. Oh, Premier Allergies, tell us where we can find you. Sure, absolutely. So we um, have 11 offices here in central Ohio, um, all around, you know, kind of the 270 Bell, all the way up to Marysville and Lancaster. Um, and um, we have, you know, um, allergists, nurse practitioners, a great team that's, um, you know, readily available to help. Um, we usually can get patients in within a week or two. Oh, wow, um, yeah, absolutely. Um and, um, you know, we're just, uh, we're uh, obviously, you know, it's a bad season for allergy sufferers, but, you know, we're here to help for the, for those people. And a website. Yeah, absolutely. It's www.premierallergyohio.com. So they can go on there and see the closest location. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, make sure their insurance is accepted, but we accept all the major insurances. And so, um, you know, um, we can get these patients feeling better uh, during this, this rough time. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I hope folks will contact Premier Allergy and get some. Get some relief, because trust me, I know (laughs) (laughs) it can be miserable this time of year, and and actually all year round. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you, thanks, Stacy, for having me. Yep, appreciate Appreciate it. it. Well, I hope we uh, get you a little relief from this spring seasonal allergy season. Remember, if you get a chance to review us on all social media. Uh, It just helps everybody hear more mom casts out there. So I hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you again soon.